0: Let's fucking go. Okay, so I got a new microphone for this episode, even though I'm recording this episode, number 68, after I recorded 69, because I recorded number 69 with Renee, which is so exciting. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to that episode. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. I made some notes for today's episode, and I wanted to start off with kind of catching you guys back up this is a solo episode by the way. So it's just me myself and I, the confidence queen. Thank you guys so much for listening to these episodes. I actually really enjoy doing them. But the last time that I think I talked to you guys was with Bake Shell. And that was such a special episode to have her back in studio and our friendship just has grown so much as you guys heard from that episode. It was just a great experience. And afterwards, we went to the Barbie movie. And the Barbie movie was really good. It was so cute. We went on like a little movie date. We got pizza at the movies. We got popcorn. And we were honestly just so full after the movies that we didn't even... We went to go eat, but we just went to go get like a drink and a mocktail. And it was just a wholesome day. Like, do you ever have those days with your friends? It's just like a super wholesome day. It was really a wholesome day. But the Barbie movie was so good. It was so cute. It was definitely like a one-time C movie. Um, but... At the end of the movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure everyone and their mother has because it's been out for a while. But if you haven't seen it, it's a spoiler alert. At the end of the movie, they show Barbie seeing like a human experience because she wants to be in the human world. And it just made me think about like how amazing being a human is and how we really take the human experience for granted, all the images they showed, they like show this montage of like human experiences to Barbie and to make her feel like what it would feel like to be in the human world and be a human. And I was like, fuck, like these montage, all these montage of these images are exciting moments and laughing with friends and family and babies being born. And like, it just made me think like we really take the human experience for granted sometimes. And all those experiences flashed on the screen. And all I could think of was like, when is the last time I had like a good ass laugh, a good ass laughing session with my best friend or my sister, or like just a wholesome day. And that day was a wholesome day. But in general, it just made me want to experience those human moments more and more and more. And so that has been really what I've been thinking about lately. And I've honestly had a kind of hard time implementing those, but I'm gonna talk about that later too. But that's what I got from the end of the movie the most was just how amazing it is to just be human and have this wholesome human experience, and how we should not take that for granted and we need to experience those more and more. So I also wanna talk about. A kind of really weird topic, but it has some meaning around it, is I have had this cyst on my forehead. And it's like a under-the-skin pimple is what I thought about a year ago. And it was really small. And then it kind of got a little bit bigger. And I would try putting like acne treatment on it. You guys have probably seen me with like an acne patch on it. And it's just been there for forever. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And recently we got insurance. I told you guys that we got health insurance, Renee and I. And that was an experience within itself, which was really exciting. But then during having this insurance, I'm like, oh, perfect. Like I can get my cyst taken care of. And. I went to my insurance and I tried to get a referral to the dermatologist. Well, first I tried to book just with the dermatologist in general. They told me because I have HMO insurance. Well, this is all new to me, right? I had insurance when I was a kid, obviously with my parents. And up until I was like 25 with my parents, never thought a thing of it. Never thought about like choosing a doctor or getting a referral or nothing like that. I had insurance also through my job um, when I had a corporate job. And then when we moved here to LA, I also had insurance through Kaiser. but. If you guys know anything about Kaiser, you just go to Kaiser centers, like Kaiser Hospital, Kaiser doctor. So there was never I never knew like the difference between HMO and PPO. Anyways, this is a adult adult conversation. I feel so smart talking about this even though I have no idea about insurances. Anyways, so because I have HMO insurance, which I didn't realize that this would be a problem, I couldn't go directly to the dermatologist. I had to have a referral from my primary. Well, I don't have a primary because I just got insurance. And all the, okay, the primary that they gave me, like they give you a primary when you just sign up with insurance um, if you don't have a preferred one that you want, it literally was like the most horrifying Google photo when I Googled my primary's address to see where it was. It was literally a horrifying photo. It literally looked like something that you would see I don't even know where. Like it had bars on the windows. It was literally like looked like a house with metal bars on the windows. I was like, uh, no. And then I look up the doctor, the primary doctor, she's like an eight-year-old I think it was a guy, actually, an 80-year-old guy. So I go on this huge hunt to find a better primary because I can switch my primary, they said. So I look in my network, try to find a better primary. It is literally like the most excruciating experience I've had in a long time where I'm looking up doctors in my area. Then I search the doctor on Google. I found find out they're like 90 years old or that they have horrible reviews. And I did that for about two hours. And then I called the dermatologist back. And I said, what would it take for me to just come in and get this cyst removed? How much would it be? Because I'm fed up with trying to figure it out through my insurance. Oh, also, when I found a primary that I actually liked, I called. They're not taking new patients anymore, even though my insurance says they are. So it was just this whole thing. I finally called up the dermatologist. I told them, I would like to just come in and pay cash for this. How much would it run me? So they gave me a quote. It wasn't um, super expensive. It was under what I had put in my mind as the threshold of what I would pay to get this removed. And I booked the appointment. I went and I got this cyst removed on Monday of this week, and it has literally been so like refreshing. To to (laughs) just laughing because this is literally like kind of ridiculous, but. Do you know when you have those things on your to-do list and you put them off because you know it's either going to take a long time, like you're going to have to make the appointment, go to the appointment, sit in the appointment, maybe go to a second appointment, whatever. You have these things on your list that you put off for so long. And then when you really get down to the nitty gritty and you actually do the act of the task, it's like a 10-minute thing. And All this time for the last six months, I've been trying to figure out how to do this and get this taken care of. And I haven't done it. Right. Because I've been putting it off. And the act of actually going to the doctor from the moment I stepped in the office, filling out the paperwork, consulting with the doctor, her actually removing it and then stitching it up took probably 25 minutes. So my lesson in this was What are the other things that I'm doing this with in my life? Am I putting off things because I think they're going to be a big deal and they end up not being that big of a fucking deal anyway? And I'm just creating this anxiety or stress or worry for myself because I don't want to actually deal with what's actually going on. I didn't find anything in my life like that recently, but I know there's things that I've done that with before. Obviously, I did that with the cyst. And yeah, the cyst procedure, um, I also wanted to talk to you guys about that because it wasn't that big of a deal. And a lot of people asked me about it on Instagram. Basically, I had a pimple type of thing that was underneath the surface, no matter what I put on it, acne medicine, acne patch. Um, exfoliated it, nothing. There was no, like, nothing coming out of this, like, giant ball on my head. And so I knew it was a cyst. So I went into, I called into the doctor, told them what was up. They said I could come in and they could look at it and they could possibly do a procedure on it. So I went in. Basically, they said, yes, it's a cyst. They said, we can either drain the cyst, but it could come back because the sac, I guess, of the cyst would still be there. It would just drain all the fluid. Or they could. Make an incision in it and remove it, kind of like what you see on Dr. Pimple Popper. Like, that's what they did. They numbed the area. So it's on the top of my forehead, on my right side of my forehead, um, right underneath the hairline. So they numbed that whole um, area. And then I didn't feel anything. It's just like a local anesthetic, like um, what you would get at the dentist, is what they told me. So basically, they numbed that area. Then they cut it open. They cut like an incision. They removed it, which I did. Like I'm, I'm gross where I like to like, I wanted to see. I wish I would have honestly had them take a video of this because I would have liked to see it after, not when they were doing it, but I would have liked to watch afterwards. But they showed me what was actually like underneath the skin. It was like a Skittle sized ball. And they said they're just hereditary. So then, after they like cut it off, I'll talk about that in a second after they like removed it, which I didn't feel anything, it didn't hurt, just felt a lot of like pressure where they were like kind of pushing it out. I'm assuming like what you see on dr pimple Popper um I didn't feel anything just pressure, and then um, they cauterized it, which was kind of it's kind of like a weird feeling, like it wasn't like gross or like. You know, I didn't feel anything, but it was kind of like a weird feeling because you're awake and I'm just laying on this table and they're burning, like cauterizing, I guess, is like burning. They're melting your skin to melt it back together. It sounds so cringy. They cauterized it a little bit and then they stitched it up. So I do have three stitches in it right now and I'm going to go back next week to get those stitches removed. It was a super simple, easy procedure. And so that's how I got my sister moved. And it was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulder for me. Um, the stitches are kind of gnarly looking because the strings of the stitches are like so long that you can definitely see them. But they said that it probably won't scar. It was just three stitches. So it wasn't that bad. And I started thinking back to like, I've had a lot of instances where I've gone to like the emergency room or the hospital or have surgeries when I was a kid, um, just from being, I guess, like accident prone or daredevilish. And I don't think I've ever had stitches. I don't think I've ever had stitches so that was like a new experience for me I never had them where I had to like take care of them but right now what I'm doing is like not putting makeup on it obviously and then just putting aquaphor on top and then a band-aid sometimes like when I go to sleep otherwise I kind of leave them out because the band-aid um doesn't really stick well with the aquaphor you know the thing so yeah I guess the cysts are like hereditary so they were saying that they're just something that some people are more prone to, that there's nothing I really did wrong or can prevent it. But it is in like high traffic areas by high traffic, uh, high friction, I guess I should say, like a high friction area where you may have more yeah, friction on your skin and it's just a closed pore. So like I've actually gotten one before, like on a bra strap area or like they say um, underneath your arm or between your legs, like places where you're going to have a lot of friction. And I wear a lot of hats. So that's probably what happened. I'm thinking is that I wear a lot of hats. It's on my hairline. There's a lot of oil, probably just got a clogged pore there or a closed pore there. And I'm glad that I got it actually removed versus drained so that it will not come back so that's the story of my cyst since a lot of people are asking and yeah I go back 10 days is what they tell me 10 days in between the stitches and when I get them removed and I'm excited to do that I'm excited to get them removed and it feels really weird looking at my head without that giant like ball on my head <laughs> oh my god okay um let's talk about Renee's episode. So Renee's episode is next week. We actually recorded it last weekend because we are busy this upcoming weekend. We also have like had a lot going on. I know I didn't. We didn't want to record it during the week. It's hard for us to kind of like get together, um, even though our schedules aren't super busy right now. But to get together to set up the mics and then also to like get in the mode of getting on the mic for me, it's really easy today. I'm just doing it in the middle of the day, but. Also for somebody who's hasn't been on a podcast before, like Rene, like I know he wanted to like be in the mode and I wanted to really enjoy the moment with him as well because it really was like a surreal moment to have him on. We talk about this a lot on the podcast together, but like he was the first person I told that I wanted to have a podcast. He was the first person who like really helped me visualize the podcast as a long-term thing. And not really jump in with both feet and just do it in the spur of the moment. He really helped me. You know, he's helped me conceptualize um, merch. He's helped me every time when I first started the podcast, every time I would have a guest, you know, we would talk about it for so long. I would tell him what guest I was manifesting. Now it's more of like a routine thing. So he's not as involved in like knowing everything that's going on with the podcast. But especially at the beginning, he was really there. Just as much as I was in the back end of the podcast and really helping me see that big vision. So to have him on was really exciting, really, really exciting. So he's on for episode 69, which is next week. And I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. So you guys can just hear why I love him so much. I know you guys love him too, but You guys will hear like our dynamic and how we work as a couple as I re listen to it because we did have an issue with it as well after like in post, which I'll tell you about in a second. But just hearing our dynamic together as I listened to it back, I was like, holy shit, it's funny because I like (laughs) I like I'm trying to finish his sentences always. And yeah, we just treated it like a normal conversation where we were reminiscing about starting the business and about our life together. And so it was just, it was really wholesome. And I really enjoyed having him on. I'd actually like to have him back to co-host with me um, over like specific topics about different things. I think that would be really fun and interesting. And we have those type of conversations in our relationship pretty much every day. So to have it on the podcast, I think would be really great too. So if you guys want to send in some questions, that would be great. Some questions or some topics, I guess rather, that you guys would like to hear us give our opinions on. I think that would be really fun. Renee really liked it. He's natural and just talking. Of course, he was a little bit of a a little bit of a diva with the setup because this is my new room. So the setup is a little bit different. And yeah, we had an issue with the mics. Um, so Since I started the podcast, I've had the Yeti mic, and it's been fine. At my old, well, like the first time I ever recorded, I realized those mics cannot be close together because when I recorded with a guest, which was Michelle, ironically, we realized that we couldn't be that close together because the mics would echo, so they would pick up on each other. So editing that first episode with Michelle probably took me like 15 hours to edit because I had to cut out every time that she was talking, I had to cut out my mic and uh, like really, really adjust it. It was just it was a shit show. Then I realized like the mics have to be further apart. Well, in my old setup, we had two separate chairs. Right. So the guests were sitting on two separate individual fluffy chairs And so we never had a problem anymore with the mics getting close together because we were far apart. But then in this setup, I have this L-shaped couch. And this couch is honestly pretty small. And so we are a little bit closer than we would have been in my old room. So when I I sent Michelle's episode and Renee's episode, we had a slight echo. And I honestly felt like, holy shit, like when I went to sleep at night after my editor, Natalie, told me about that, I was like, uh, holy shit, am I going to have to like reconfigure this whole room? Like, am I going to get a separate chair for me? And that's going to feel awkward with like the guests on the couch and me on the chair and like how far away do we really need to be? Maybe I need to just scrap this couch altogether. And then I thought, like, why don't I look at upgrading the mics like this might not be just a like other people record close together. So what the fuck? Like some people are super close together as I started thinking of other people's podcasts. So I upgraded one mic. Um, I bought this mic. This is the Shure mic that I'm recording on today. So it went from the Yeti, the Blue Yeti, to now the Shure mic. And um, I got a new audio cord, so I'm testing that out today. And I bought another new microphone for the other guest. And actually, as I tested this today, um, I tested like being over, I hooked up this mic that I'm speaking on now, and then I went to go sit over where the other guest would typically be, and the mic didn't pick up anything. So that's a really good sign. These mics, the Sure mics, as I was, I'll link this for you guys. I'll put a link. um, I'll send a link. To Natalie so she can put it in the show notes but as I was researching mics I found that these mics the sure mics are actually made to be to podcast in an imperfect room is what it says so like a room that may have echo which I realized this room probably has a lot more echo than my old room because this room is larger and there's less like stuff to minimize the echo like at my old um or this room is smaller excuse me this room is larger in terms of ceiling wise like it's really tall but it's closed in and like especially if we have the door closed it could get a really big echo in here I'm just assuming my old room obviously was open to my living room so yes you could hear other things like you could hear um, the dogs walking around sometimes but it wouldn't actually echo so in this room it's quite different as far as audio wise so we're just getting used to it Also, I got these cute little like mic arms and I got these little mic tables. So it's really cute. It actually feels like a legit, more legit setup and you don't have to be. We got rid of those stupid fucking mic stands, my old mic stands, which I hated always because you're supposed to put like a weight, um, like a sandbag. Like who wants to have a sandbag just like around so that you can put it on top of a mic stand? I don't know. I wanted it to feel more like fluid, and this feels a lot more like you can move around a little bit. We could even take these mics off of the stand and hold them if we wanted to. The actual connection of the mic is a lot better. I don't know if anyone in the world is interested in all this stuff, but something I do actually want to do is do a course on podcasting and how to set up your podcast and the different options. I have a lot of people who've asked me about that before because I did everything um, on my own at first. So if you guys are interested in that, then I would love to do that. Um, but the connection of this microphone is actually a lot more secure. So like another issue that I had with the old mics was that the cord would sometimes fuck up. So like the cord connection from the USB that goes into the computer to the microphone itself, If I got one time, I got like a 30 foot cord because I wanted the cords to lay flat on the ground and the connection wasn't even strong enough to reach the computer. So it would always buffer. It would always um, the computer would always freak out and say there was no connection. There's also an issue where if when I had the 10 foot cords that if the dogs walked over the cords or the cord moved at all during the recording, then it would also disconnect and that would cause a huge thing. When you're in podcasting and you want to be in the flow with someone, someone is telling you about like super intimate things sometimes or explaining like how they built their business and it's really special. You don't really want to like pause the podcast a lot because you want them to be in flow. You want them to remember. You want them to be really comfortable. And yeah, so that was always a huge issue. So I'm really excited to have upgraded the mics, is basically what I'm getting at. I'm excited that the mics are upgraded. I think it's going to be a great thing. I'm going to do some rearranging in this room before I have my next in-person guest on, which is next Friday, which I'll be having another returning guest, which is so exciting. I'm not going to tell you guys who it is yet, but I'm having another returning guest. You guys can tune into the Instagram to see that because I'll be posting that after this episode. Um, about a week after I'll be posting who the returning guest is, which is so exciting to have her back. Her business has grown so much since the last time she was on. She was one of my uh, first guests like Shell, And so she's going to be coming back talking about how her business has grown, what she's done, what she's achieved in the last year or so since I've had her on. And I can't wait to have her returning. That's a series that I'm doing now where I'm having returning guests come back and give us an update on their business and their life since the last time that they were on. So I hope that you guys enjoy that. And then lastly, I wanted to just be kind of open with you guys. The last time I did a solo episode, um, I talked to you guys about like kind of needing just a break from everything that has been going on as far as my business and kind of just taking a second and getting back into the things that I love. And I've honestly really been struggling with doing that because there are so many things that cannot stop, not only in my business, but also in Renee's business the trucking business our business together there are so many things that don't stop and there are also so many things in the trucking business that we're growing right now that I feel like I haven't really had a time to like stop and really give myself that ease feeling and so I'm still feeling those same feelings of like Stressed, overwhelmed, anxious. I'm still feeling those a little bit. Not as heavy as I was before, but I'm still feeling those. And I think part of it is like this unwillingness of me to give in and like to give into the relaxation, to give in to the not doing anything, or to prioritize myself. I feel like when I went on this little hiatus and I said I want to give myself a little bit of time away from my business. And just to relax and and kind of get back in the good headspace, I had a vision of what that would kind of be, and I feel like I haven't really tapped into that. That vision looked like getting up, prioritizing my workouts, reading, journaling, and like I was talking about with Michelle, you couldn't pay me to read a self help book right now, or a self development book, but what I do want to actually read is books that are going to. Excite me about coaching books that are going to give me like my creative juices flowing with coaching and with being there for my clients and giving more material to my clients. And I think that comes from me not wanting to let go, me not wanting to say, or me being in a hurry to get back to being excited about my business. And like, I feel myself feeling like, okay, because the last time I talked to my coach is when I decided this, which was about two and a half weeks ago. And I thought, and then I had an off week with my coach where I didn't have a call with her. And then I have a call this week. I actually have one today after I record this, where I felt myself like feeling like, oh, like the call with my coach is coming up. Like, I better figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my business. And like, I feel like, I don't know, like this last two weeks, I didn't really like just flew by and i didn't really intentionally get in that headspace of you know relaxing or giving into my giving to myself and i didn't and i put this like Renee and i talked about this so much this timeline right this timeline of oh well it has to be at this time and i think i'm really pushing that in myself right now pushing myself to say oh i want to be back and ready to go in my business by my next call with my coach, which is just honestly ridiculous. No one gives me a timeline and I only put it on myself. And so I really, I think when I talk to my coach today, I'm going to tell her like, I'm feeling like still, I haven't given in fully to letting go and to relaxing and easing into the season. And I think I really need to, I think I need more time, which I know she's going to be fine with, but I have to be okay with it within me so it's really interesting like having this introspective dialogue and this introspective feeling and like looking at things because I have a coach and that is someone that I'm going to talk to about this and it's not just me like dealing with this and figuring it out like I have someone that I know I'm going to talk to today whether it be a coach or a therapist or a significant other that you're making a plan with I know I'm going to talk to her about this today and I know I'm going to have to like talk through how I'm feeling. So I'm kind of prepping for that. And that's, I think, one of the huge, most beneficial things about having someone that you're checking in with isn't the accountability, right? Like it isn't about saying like, yep, I did my to-dos this week or yep, I, you know, made it through my business um, worksheets and made it through like my calendar of posting. That's all like great. But I think where the real growth comes from is knowing that you have someone that's making a plan with you and that you're checking in with mentally, right? Not checking in with and checking these boxes off, but that you're checking in with mentally and saying, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm resisting. This is what I feel like is pulling me this way. I'm not sure why I'm feeling this way. Or... I'm feeling this way, and I don't know how to navigate it, right? That's what I see coaching as. Everybody's coach is different, but that's what I think one of the biggest benefits of coaching is. We also had a Batty Girls call um, this week on Tuesday, which was super exciting because we had the Sabotage Queen come on and be with us, which was excellent. So she was on with us, and she was the guest speaker for us, which was super exciting because she... Was great. We talked about sabotage. We talked about how to kind of just embrace sabotaging and how not to feel like sabotage is this thing we have to run away from and this thing that we have to beat ourselves up over and have shame over. That sabotage just is a part of life and how to get out of that cycle of sabotaging and doing the things that we don't want to do. If you guys have never read Existential Kink, That's a great book for talking about self-sabotage and why we do the things that we do and why we may resist things that we say that we actually want or do things that we actually say we don't want. That's a great uh, book for that. So I'll put that down below. Or actually, it already is in the Amazon storefront for you guys. I've mentioned that book a thousand times, but really great book for that. I've also given it out a bunch of times. It's a really, really good read. So think that might be all the updates I have for you guys. Let me see. Let me double check. What else is going on in my life? Let me look at my calendar and see. Oh, today, I'm actually going with my cousin, Renee's cousin. We're going to uh, get her a tattoo, which is really exciting. I got a tattoo. I don't know if the last time I talked to you guys, I already had it. I got a tattoo of my dad's car, which is really significant to me. I didn't mention this in the Get to Know Me episode, but. My dad had a classic car throughout my whole life. And one of the biggest core memories I have is working on that car with my dad and going to swap meets and going to junkyards and finding parts for this car, being in the garage with him pretty much all of my childhood. He didn't even finish the car until I was probably like 16, maybe even 18. And so that car is a huge part of my childhood. And so I got that car tattooed on my arm for my dad. And... It was really exciting, a special moment. And while I was there, I booked an appointment for Renee's cousin, who is there right now. I'm going to go meet her in a little bit. And we're going to get a tattoo for her, which is super exciting. So she's getting tattooed today. So we're having another little girl's day. And then what else is going on? Oh, this weekend, we're actually going to go to a little getaway. We're going to go to Palm Springs. And we're going to go to the casino. And I'm really excited to do that because that was one of my Core memories with my father in law is we would always go to the casino, and he loved to gamble just as much as I did. I love to gamble, if you guys don't know. I love the casino. I love gambling. I love Vegas. Um, I don't know why. I just do. I love it. And Renee loves to gamble with me. So we used to go to the casino a lot with his dad and his mom. And we haven't gone to the casino in a long time since his dad got sick. And so We have a baby shower in Palm Springs this weekend, and we decided to do a little getaway in Palm Springs. We got a hotel, and we're going to go to the casino after the baby shower because the baby shower is only till five. And so we're going to stay out there, go to the casino. I think it's going to be a great time, a little like weekend getaway. I think it'll be super fun. I'm really excited to just tap into that um, relaxed energy this weekend. We're only staying for one night, but I think it'll be great. Okay, what else is going on? I feel like. That might be it. Yeah, that might be it. We're in Virgo season right now, but we're coming up upon Libra season. And I've been also having this back and forth on like, what do I do for my birthday? So I need some help with that. What do I do for my birthday? Usually I throw a ginormous party for my birthday. I love my birthday, I would celebrate it all week. And Usually my birthday goes like this. Renee and I go to dinner together, just us, and we celebrate and we have a good time. And then we also have a party where we usually have the most people. Um we have like family, friends, anybody at this party. For my birthday is usually like the biggest party that we do for the year. And last year we didn't do that. Last year Renee and I went to dinner and then we went to Mexico and we hung out um with his parents. And of course, I got cupcakes with my face on it. Um, I had to throw a little Libra extraness in there. But this year, um, I felt like as it came up, I was like, I don't want to throw a party. I told her I don't want to throw a party. I don't feel like being around a lot of people. But I'm feeling like I might want to throw a party, but maybe just with more intimacy involved, like more just the people that I really, really want to connect with. Because you know the thing about having a big party that's Kind of frustrating is that you really don't get to spend time with every little person that you want to, and even though people are there and you feel like you're so excited that they're there, your time is split between so many different people so I'm thinking about doing a smaller get together here at my house and maybe doing an activity uh, Michelle had suggested doing a activity where we she comes and she teaches us how to decorate cakes. So I would think about doing that, but I got to figure it the fuck out because it's about a month away, a month and a week away. So I got to figure out what I'm doing because as soon as I think like people are coming over, I want to go balls to the wall because I already thought like, okay, we could get it uh, catered. We could get a bartender and we could get Michelle and that would be perfect. But that's already like getting a little big in my eyes, but I don't know. I might just do it because those things make your life easier what I've learned over throwing multiple parties for me um, with Renee over the years is that having it catered is a must. Like having somebody else cook the food is a absolute must because we did it for a lot of years where we didn't do that. And it's exhausting because you have to go to the store, you pick up the food, then you come back, you grill it, whatever. It costs the same amount as having somebody come and do it most of the time. Second is... I've been want- saying that if I have drinks at a party, that now I am having a bartender because it makes things also a whole hell of a lot easier. So maybe I will do both, all three of those things. I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated on the party plans and what's going to actually go down. But I am going to have Michelle make my cake, of course. I think that's all the updates I have for you guys. Oh, we're going to the country concert. That's another update. We're going to a country concert that's here in Long Beach. Um, It's two days and it's in mid-September. I'm really excited for that too. I bought pink cowgirl boots. I'm really excited. It's Tim McGraw, Blake, Shelton, Brooks, and Dunn. And it's for two days and it's walking distance from our house. So I'm really excited for that. We're going to have some friends and family over for that. And I can't wait. So I feel like those are all the updates now that I keep thinking of more. I don't think I have a weekly fave really at all either. This is just literally the chillest episode. I want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me on these solo episodes. I love them so much. They're easy. They're fun. They're relaxed. Thank you guys for listening today. I love you guys so, so much. And until next week, I will see you next week.